0: Welcome, everybody, to this special edition from DSM Media. It is the NBA Trade trade Deadline Show. Of course, we have everyone here from DSM Media. Please welcome. We got got Matt, Gint, McGinty. We got Scotty Talk Sports. Of course, I am El Parcero Philly. We're going to be talking, of course, everyone wants to talk about the James Harden move. We will be discussing that. We'll also discuss everything that went down in the NBA today. Before we dive in real quick, guys, make sure you guys hit that like button. Subscribe to DSM Media. And, of course, you can find us on all the platforms, DSM Media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Shouts out to Kata Hot. So let's get right into it. Of course, let's start off with our home team, the Philadelphia 76ers. If you're living under a rock, no worries. We got you. The Philadelphia 76ers have traded with the Brooklyn Nets. It is official. We will be receiving James Harden and Paul Millsap. It's a good, good throwback. In return... The Brooklyn Nets will be receiving the Australian Ben Simmons. <laughs> They'll be getting Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two f- future first-round picks, and more importantly, guys, James Harden is the surrounding piece around here. So obviously, we're all happy here. But of course, I want to get your guys' initial thoughts here. We'll start off with my man Dylan. Dylan, we got. The
1: I deal. can't believe it, bro. I still, I'm in shock. I told you guys earlier. I can't even let myself buy it until i see the sixers organization tweeted out that it's official i can't believe that uh james harden is officially going to be paired next to the mvp of the league joel Embiid. um i cannot say believe it louder Darryl say it louder he's next to the mvp of the league baby I like i know. cannot believe this um i cannot believe that the best player that played for the sixers this year involved in the trade was seth curry like that's that's unbelievable to me that he was able to keep Matisse Thibault and Tyrese Maxey. Every you know the three percent of the fan base complaining about the first round picks and Andre Drummond. My goodness, guys, please seek help because I I, I don't talk to me about it. I'm not the guy to talk about that because that's utterly ridiculous. But first
2: round picks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are we A 2027 20, first round pick, mind you, is one of them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's my thing. Utter shock. I, you know, I I tried to buy into it and just you know. A lot of negativity in years past at the trade deadline, and I just didn't think it was going to happen. And refresh Twitter, the Woj bomb hit, and here we are. Harden and Embiid are trying to bring this, bring this city a championship, and and let's do it.
0: I, I do have to ask: Is anyone else's thumb uh, cramped up after today? From
1: yeah, the uh, after today, <laughs> after like the last yeah. seventy-eight hours,
2: bro. And <laughs> and what are the odds like? The first meeting of the day that I'm like not able to look at my phone at all and I get off and like my girls text me. I think I was like five minutes late to the news like it it dropped at like what 12 or 120 I think and yeah. I got out of the meeting at like 125 and uh, of course I come back to my phone. I think the sleeper app honestly is the first one that updated me of the trade going through literally. Which they're the sleeper app is like (laughs) magically ahead of everybody as far as giving alerts. Like, I don't know if any of you use the sleeper app for fantasy, but they give like notifications for other things that are happening in sports and they beat ESPN to it. They beat like Bleacher Report to it on my phone, every all of them. So but um, yeah, just as far as like the return. Of, of Harden obviously right like that's that's the end goal but like giving away Drummond Matisse and and Seth and or not not even Matisse look I, I already had it like predescribed <laughs> in my head that we were getting rid of him but um you know I've been arguing on Twitter all all fucking day like about the value of these guys and like where why they should get shipped out for Harden like people are like undermining Harden's value so hard and like even national media now, I don't know if you guys caught like some yeah. of the, the national media and what they're saying about the trade. The
1: worst mistake all of a sudden Ben
2: group. Simmons is like this renowned superstar in the NBA again. And the Sixers are making this huge oh, mistake. What are, all of a sudden Kyrie Irving can play every game? <laughs> <laughs> What's Ben Simmons stats this year? I'm sorry. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: What, what did it lose? Sorry.
2: Maybe it makes sense. And, you know, with Drummond, I had people telling me, you know, you can't trade Drummond. You you got to keep <laughs> – Bro, uh, come on. If, if, if Embiid is not in the game over 35 minutes in the playoffs, we're not winning. Drummond isn't making that big of a case, but, and he's on an expiring can contract, you know, guys. Can I he say just something? got cooked by JaVel McGee the other night.
1: So can I say something? The argument from these people about moving Drummond, he's the best backup Embiid's had, yada, yada. I get it. I like Andre a lot as well. But bottom line is they keep arguing, well, Embiid needs that rest. Embiid needs those minutes off the floor, blah, blah, blah. That's how he's been so dominant. You know what else Joel Embiid needs? Someone else to produce offensively so he doesn't have to drop 40 a night. What does James Harden bring? That's where Joel Embiid can get more rest. Even when he's on the floor, he doesn't have to be as active and, and exert as, 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 oh my God, as much energy as... Each and every possession, because he's got another superstar next to him. It oh, the people that are really upset about Andre Drummond. I never thought that would happen. I like if you put out man. a poll about would you, you know, include Andre Drummond, it should have been a hundred percent yes, zero percent no. There's a, a fraction of this of, of this fan base that is like no, 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 and I can't believe my ears. Get, yeah, we are I, again let's get your I, I just there. think we're focusing on the absolute wrong thing.
3: We went from last year at this time where we missed out on what I thought was Kyle Lowry who I thought would put us over the top and got George Hill in a miserable time <laughs> to a year later yeah. James Harden is requesting to not play with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, to play with Joel Embiid and on top of all that to opt into his contract for another year, which yes, I don't sir. think you understand how important that is. Let's say things crumble in that season. Obviously, knock on wood. He's here for another year. So, it is a monumental day. I can't remember, besides, obviously, the Eagles Super Bowl, where I've had this much enjoyment in Philly sports. I right. The, the, this is Harper-esque.
1: Ever. Is this bigger than Harper for you?
3: Yeah. I'm also not a huge – like, I'm oh, a baseball yeah. guy, but not as big in baseball as I am basketball. But Andre Drummond it's- and Seth Curry, thank you. You did everything for us that we asked at the time. But – we just Can't, got a quick. guy that is on the NBA 75 list for the 75 best basketball players. Yes.
0: Okay, so, let me ask you before before we move forward. Is this bigger than Jimmy Butler?
3: Oh, yeah. It's not yes yeah, okay. no. Like yeah. I just mentioned, the NBA 75 list is 75 of the best basketball players that have ever lived. And James Harden is on that list. And we traded him for two role players, one on the vet minimum, one on an $8 million deal, and a guy that hasn't played a game this season. I think, again, I don't think there's been a... Uh, you'd have to quote me on the... Will Chamberlain and Moses Malone's of the world. I don't think there's ever been a bigger deal in Philadelphia sports history. Yo, yeah, but
0: James Harden is old, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I
3: say, was gonna
2: yeah. say shout out to, to Drummond for for playing the way he did this season and yeah. increasing yeah. value because Drummond last season isn't bringing in a James Harden return. Like I obviously, you know, it's a different situation, different scenarios. But the way Drummond has been able
3: to excel this year as a backup center. His it was a tryout. tryout.
2: Increases value. 100. It was a
3: tryout for for Andre right here. He yeah. took the backseat yeah. to the best center in basketball. I had a tryout, and he showed what he could do. He's now he's off to Brooklyn, and we'll see him on March 10th when he gets 30 put on his head.
1: <laughs> yeah, you guys think that hamstring's doing okay? Uh, fine, man. just <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so he's like running he's the Philly. Yeah. Uh, you guys know the the Kevin Nash, the wrestling. Um, Gif where he's like in the wheelchair with the blanket over him, and he and he rips off the he rips it off and gets up with the cast on his leg. That's James, that's James Harden as soon as he as soon as he got moved out of Brooklyn.
0: Well, we have uh the TikTok legend himself kind of hot here in the building. Got Kata. It. you you've been very vocal throughout this whole trade deadline. The deal has been done. The deadline's gone as well. How you feeling, man? He owes an apology. He owes an apology to <laughs> Daryl Morey.
4: You know, yeah, I ripped apart Daryl Morey a lot today. Uh because I didn't think the deal was gonna happen. Um and I thought if the deal did happen he was gonna have to include Maxi, which at one point I said I was fine with, but uh I'm glad we still have Maxi. Um I was in sports communications class when it happened. I got the uh the notification come across my screen. I said, Holy shit, and left the class. <laughs> I gotta go. That's, that's <laughs> well, legendary, I gotta go make a TikTok. I'm going <laughs>
3: Do you guys think this one was like in Daryl's back pocket the whole time, and he knew he could get this deal done? Had to. Yeah. And he's trying to maybe not include Andre, and not include something it's,
0: else. To, to me, it was just so funny because all I was hearing, especially on TikTok from Brooklyn fans, was they had the leverage when yeah. literally Harden was making it evident that he did not want to be there anymore. Yeah. And obviously, we know the relationship that Daryl has with James Harden. I just felt that Daryl that – Daryl's a good negotiator. That's the one thing he is pretty good at. So I, I, I knew he had this in the bag, man. I just – I, I I actually thought that this this was a good deal for us because again you do keep those young assets everyone was like yo we got to keep the youngsters we got to keep the youngsters why, why like why do you guys think like cuz this to me this sport in general like young players are nice if you're trying to build something but we have like an, an elite piece here I don't feel like we we needed to marry ourselves too much to Matisse Thybulle or, or Tyrese Maxey to deal we with didn't. It. Why? Why? Like this isn't the sports fan. Why are we so enamored with these young players?
2: See, but I need I need Matisse and Tyrese Maxey to not be grouped together. Like that is bothering me that they're grouped together because they're not on the same plane. They're not on the same caliber. Like Matisse is a role player, and like his, like his highest potential is just that, like a role player, like three and D. Like we, like I know Dylan and Gant were making fun, of, fun of it yesterday. He's like the three and D without the three, like. Once he gets the three, that's just what he'll be. Like, he's yeah. not ever going to turn into, like, an offensive facilitator, some offensive presence, whereas Maxi is aggressive. He's a leader. You can see just the way the – even, like, the energy that he brings is just kind of different than Matisse's even. And he can just do more. He's a better basketball player. So, like, that was my big thing. <laughs> I was getting on Gint get earlier you. in the chat. But you. with the young guys in general, I told you guys, as much as I – I'm probably higher on Maxi than a lot of people – And I would have still moved him if I had to, to get James Harden. Like that, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. But the fascination you hit on it Parser. I, I can't speak to what it is. I, you know, me and Dylan have talked about it before, like the TJ McConnell's of the world, like how infatuated fans get behind these certain types of players that just like work hard and stuff like that. But Matisse Stiebel I guess like is it because he's just such a nice guy and he has a YouTube channel like what
3: what is it because
2: he averages five points a game and people (laughs) are telling me that he's just like next world talent like I get it. He's great defensively.
4: The, the stats that you keep throwing out at you too every single time you say yeah, something about him. five, five, that two, one, Five, two, and one or chart.
1: something. Yeah. Like a so, full-on chart. Here's the thing. Show me where
4: I, he played in the fourth quarter. I
1: am glad ultimately that he was able to get it done without including either of the younger. Like, it's Likewise. better that that happened. Likewise. That's why it's a good thing Daryl Morey has that job and I don't and Kata doesn't and Scotty doesn't because soon as Brooklyn said, give me Ben, Seth, and Theibel out of – here you go, signed, sealed, and delivered. He knew Brooklyn would fold like a cheap tent when, as the t- hours ticked away, and he was able to get them down to Drummond instead of Thybul. So hats off to him there. But you're right. Like if it, when I was seeing the reports that everything else is a li- is lined up in this deal, except Matisse Thybul, I wanted to rip my hair out because I, if Daryl Morey did not go through with this because of Matisse, because of Matisse Thibel, I don't know what I would have done like this was so big and you guys know why it's as a GM as an organization you can't just be so nearsighted and think about the set the last 20x games of this season right and this playoff run but this was so huge because if you don't make this deal if you don't make any deal at all today the rest of this season with all the hype that was built up today with all the expectations of bringing in a superstar which all in like James Harden. We would have just been like going through the motions the last 28. Oh, this is the Sixers. Yeah, Joel is great. What are they going to do? They might be a second round exit again. Now this rejuvenates everybody. Now the Sixers, can I definitively say they're the best team in the, in the East? They're going to win the East. They're going to win it all. No, but they have a hell of a chance to do so when they didn't five hours ago. And that was the best part of this.
0: I agree with you. I think yeah. Milwaukee's still the top team, but I think it's this Constantly, Eastern yeah. Conference is closer than people anticipate.
1: A hundred percent. Um,
3: Just like also with the Daryl Morey thing, and you talk about sitting on your hands on the deal, and we all wanted him to make a deal. We all were a part of it. People were saying Buddy healed. And even if you just look at like the framework of what he's done over the time, we flipped Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, and obviously Seth Curry ended up landing in the huge part of James Harden. To me, it's just like the framework of what he's doing is unbelievable. Like Josh Richardson just got flipped for. Derek was right. today. Like, I know Derek and, was a decent piece. But, and
1: but, everyone's yeah. freaking out about what he spent. Some people, not everybody, a small fraction is freaking out over what he spent on Harden today. That is a fraction of what you would have had to give up this time last year to land yeah, James Harden.
3: True. Last year, they were talking Ben, Thiebel, Maxi, two swaps, yeah. two picks. Like, it, and that was to Houston, which obviously you'd rather give it to a team in Western Conference, but I, I don't care. I would do this deal 15 times on end. It was, it's
4: a really, I gotta do it. What <laughs> he's a six baby. You gotta what play really? the Harden Soul song.
0: <laughs> what I listen, what I, what I don't get is how people say Harden is declining, averaging 23 oh points a game. God, no. In uh, let's be let's be real, guys, in a situation that is not the best over in Brooklyn, I mean, you right. got Kyrie Irving playing only away games, KD is hurt, you can't really control that. Besides, Joe Harris out for the year. I don't understand how people can sit here and say he's declining. And by the way, listen, just think about it. Just sit there and think about it. Harden with Embiid. It's going to be a disgusting pick-and-roll game. Now, that does mean that Doc Rivers is going to get a lot more scrutiny if we start blowing some games like we did this past game against Phoenix. We'll talk about that later. But to me, like this to me is a match made in heaven.
3: Yeah, I I agree. And it's also now there is no excuses, though. Now you're... And this season, we are like, oh, well, Ben's here. If we lose games, oh, well, there's a there's a cap hit. There's not, and you now have – in every single playoff series you pretty much play, you have two of the three best players on the floor at all times, and there's probably no other team in the NBA that can say that besides maybe, like, the Lakers and their 26 and 30, so I don't really think they're much in contention of winning. So there is no excuses, and Doc is under the hot seat. And Of course, he just got named to top 15 coach, <laughs> top 15 coach of all time. But Oh, man. It's – also, just shouts to thank God this deal got done because Matisse Thiebaud would have been under a telescope if this deal didn't get done and his name yeah. was that was supposedly the deal breaker. Oh man, I can't even imagine what he would have went through after this.
0: Let me let <laughs> yeah. me ask you guys something as well because a lot of the fan base has been throwing out the narrative that look Harden forced his way out of Houston, Harden forced his way out of Brooklyn. A lot of people are worried he's going to do the same thing in Philadelphia. Are you guys worried about that? Carter, we want to start with that one, man.
4: I mean, it is worrisome a little bit, but the positive is Harden picked up his option for next year. If it doesn't work next year, you can start over and get another superstar, sign one, because that that money's gone. Then You're you're good. So if it does wind up being an issue or Harden does decline rapidly, you're okay. Where Ben Simmons, we still would have had his contract. So... I think we're better off this way where we can try to go win a title with Harden. I think Harden will be a little bit better with, with Embiid, but I don't know. I don't know these guys. I don't, I don't know how, how they think. And hopefully Embiid can rein it in with him with Toby and he doesn't have to do as much, but we'll see.
1: I mean, it is a worry, a a tiny, tiny bit because you can question the dude's character, right? Like when things go and get tough, it kind of seems like, "Mm." When he wants out, he'll he'll get his way out. But you have to look at the situations he he was in compared to hopefully what we what we're building to here. Houston was Houston, right? Like after Chris, he you know, and that's on him when he forced Chris Paul out of there, wanted Russ Westbrook in, it didn't work out. They lost the three one series lead to Golden State, so on and so on. He and then at the, his his ending days in Houston, it was just kind of a mess over there, right? He gets to Brooklyn. Maybe that's he didn't even really want to go to Brooklyn. That's just the best offer that they got. He gets to Brooklyn, they build this big three. Now you have all the drama with Kyrie and you had the locker room issues and KD's out and, and you're losing constantly. Now he wants out of there. I don't see a situation in Philly, barring, you know, uh, unhealthy Joel Embiid, barring something crazy where they start losing a bunch of games, where the locker room becomes dysfunctional. So I think, I think hopefully, knock on wood, he stays content here everything stays. Positive here where the last two situations were Pretty shitty situations for Anybody
0: I agree Scott do you have uh, Anything you want to add on there work, Yeah, no, I,
2: You know just to kind of piggyback on what Dylan was saying there it you know in my Eyes Harden forced this situation Like that's when the leverage switched Is when Harden I don't even think that it's that he realized He wanted to go to Philly it's that he Realized there's a great chance that I Can get there right now Yeah, And so like, that's what you're seeing when he was, they report that he's unwilling to formally request a trade, but you're putting it out to the public (laughs) that he wants to request a trade. So he may as well have formally requested a trade. Like it doesn't matter. But my point is for all we know, he could have wanted to go to Philly last year at the deadline. Maybe not. Maybe he didn't want to go to the nets in the first place. Maybe he does have this love affair with Daryl Morey that everybody's talking about. And that's, that's the most obvious thing here that doesn't cause worry to me is because Daryl Morey has built this relationship of trust with James Harden to the point where James Harden went out, sought Philadelphia, which it's something that we've talked about in the, in the last year or so since we've talked about moving Ben Simmons or whatever the case may be, how hard it is to get people to want to come to Philly superstars. And we got Harden to want to come to Philly. Why is that? It has to be Daryl Morey. And the reason that Daryl Morey has built this relationship with James Harden from Houston is because Daryl Morey is doing the same things here in Philly that he was doing for James Harden in Houston, trying to get them a championship. So James Harden knows that Daryl Morey isn't a guy. I know we were all talking about him sitting on his hands. He isn't a guy that sits on his hands. He goes out there, he makes the move and he tries to go after that ring. And that's what James Harden saw. That's what he's comfortable with. And this is where he wants to be. So, it's worrisome just off of not being able to predict anybody and what they're going to make, you know, right. personal moves in their lives. Right. But from a situation of basketball and that in that standpoint, no way. I, I, I don't see why James Harden wouldn't want to play with Embiid even versus playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Embiid protects your backside. James Harden always gets criticized for being bad on defense, lacking effort. He has the bet. One of the best anchors in his life behind him. Similar to Clint Capella, you can argue that he was a better anchor on the defensive end, but nonetheless, Joel Embiid is the perfect fit beside Harden. And I think Harden realized that as well. Like you come to Philly, Joel Embiid's taking double and triple teams. Yeah. Good luck yeah. Double and triple a team and Joel Embiid yeah. with James Harden out on the floor. Not.
1: My favorite thing to hear today on Twitter or on Philly Sports Talk Radio after the trade was made was the people. And by the way, shout out to all the commenters so far for everyone tuning in. And guys, I'm proud of you. There is not one negative take in this in this comment section yes, saying I don't like it. it. We gave up this and that. What I heard from certain people all day, the best would be people calling in to sport to sports talk radio saying, <laughs> um, in in one voice, saying, you know, I can't believe we got rid of Seth Carey. I didn't want to give up Seth. And then turning around, and the same person talking about how James Harden's a liability defensively. Excuse me, who got their ass handed to them by Kevin Effing Herder in the playoff series last year? A defensive liability in Seth Curry. Like, are we joking, guys?
0: We we go blind for that one. Yeah. Um, Christopher, real quick. Uh, so there is no updates on this. Like, this yeah. we talked about this earlier off air. The Sixers haven't even announced it themselves. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it took a couple of days or a couple of games until Jimmy Butler got got put out there when he got traded to Philly. I'd have to look back at that If, one,
2: if I was the Sixers, honestly, I would let him sit out until after the All-Star break. Let him get his practices in with the team. I, I don't see any point in throwing him out there. If he if he really does have a tight hamstring, let him get his wits nah, about him. Take he, a nice break.
1: He don't have a tight hamstring, bro. He's, he's chilling. I, I'd give him the weekend off for sure. Even if he could play this weekend, I'd give him that off. I'd like to see him Tuesday at home against Boston.
4: Yeah, let him get familiarized yeah, with Delilah's over there and see how he likes it there. <laughs> no, 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 no. The best hey, part no
2: is – He can take his time. Like, I don't see the rush in him getting out to the floor if he if he is, you know, getting adjusted, getting moved from, from Brooklyn to Philly. I,
1: I do – hold on. This, this is a great comment real quick. What was a big conversation we had about end of games? Right, Jalen Embiid's been Who's super, the super clutch this year. Who's to close? Who's the Last shot. Someone to get their someone to get their own shot off, right? And Embiid was has been great at it for most of the season, but you don't normally look to your seven foot center to put the ball on the floor and create his own shot. Tobias mm-hmm. did it a handful of times last year. Hasn't done it this year. Now you have a one a one b type of thing here where Harden, and if not, oh, here you go, MVP. Yeah, and, and
0: I, I think someone brought it up as well. I People are talking about how this is going to benefit Joel Embiid. Well, guys, how about it benefiting Tobias Harris? I, we talked about it um, throughout the season how Tobias really missed Ben Simmons. He's got James Harden now who is going to attract a lot of attention and can facilitate the ball as well. I do think this is going to benefit Tobias Harris as well. And, Scotty, you and I talked about it on your show. Can Tobias Harris be the Chris Middleton of this team? And now we'll find out because now he's got himself that point guard who can get that rock and can score as well. So that should be
2: really fun to no watch. No excuses too. for Tobias. No excuses for Tobias Harris at all. Well, I mean, he's been great.
1: I as agree with that. And and another thing, real quick, before we you know we continue this conversation is why I wanted to move done so badly now is not even just don't let any thought crept into the, his head about running it back with Brooklyn. Go get him now, don't wait till June or July. It was also for the fact that come summertime you have to clear that cap space to go get him. So Tobias was probably on the move, right? You at least got this half a year to where Tobias goes back to that third option. Let's see if we can make a run. The fact he opted in already and you don't have to give him the max extension till next year, they don't even have to move Tobias this summer. Tobias can be here next year with him.
4: Yeah. Uh, Tobias' third option is a lot better than Tobias' second option. 100.
1: Exactly, Kata, That is the first time I've heard you type or say "to bias" and not "to bias." I'm <laughs> proud of you.
2: <laughs> it's funny because everybody, everybody is going to take a step back now, and and rightfully so because Tobias you, is finally. And in. I'll
1: in, ask you this first because you probably, you, I feel like you have a little bit different point of view. How do you think it affects Tyrese Maxey?
3: Well, I think you should go on the bench like you should have been from the start of the year. That's for darn sure.
1: So, what's the lineup?
3: I would start Danny Green and Thybul alongside those three guys we just mentioned. They give you the most body. They give you the most ability to switch on defense. They give you everything, and it gives Maxi an open floor, like we've talked about. It gives Maxi a lineup with, as of right now, and who knows if it's going to change. Ferk, Isaiah yeah. Joe, Shake Miller when he comes back, Niang, Paul Millsap, <laughs> if Paul. <laughs> I'm (laughs) like to
1: see Paul Millsap. People
3: also forget, that was Embiid's first beef in the NBA. It was Paul Millsap. When Paul Millsap made the all-star team over him in 2017, that was like the first thing I thought of when I saw Paul Millsap's name. But I think Maxi deserves his own unit. He already wasn't getting enough touches with Tobias and Embiid on the court. Now you're talking about probably the most used player in the NBA in the last 10 years, or I shouldn't say 10, maybe like seven. So – it's just, I, I get everyone wants to have your five best players on the court start the game. It's how you want it to be. Every single six man that's been around James Harden has been unbelievable. He was a six man to start his career. Eric Gordon. Yeah. There's guys that are just bucket getters, microwaves, where and offense is instilled and it doesn't have to change when James Harden comes off the court. You have a guy that can come in and produce the same exact things. That's why when I'm reading these Dennis Schroeder names and stuff like that, I don't think there's a need for it as much anymore. With Harden here, probably going to be your primary ball hander, I'd assume. And I think Maxi could be the secondary ball hander off the bench. Now, it doesn't mean Maxi can't close games. Maxi obviously can still close games, whether, especially if you're down in a close game and Matisse Ibel is going to be guarded by nobody. So that's my thing. I'll say that with the Maxi, I don't think he should start anymore with the, with that unit.
0: I think it'll change from a night to night basis and depending on who you're facing off against. But I completely agree with you again. Like I, I think people want to see Maxi playing as that too. I, I like I know he's got the combo guard ability, but when I'm looking at Tyrese Maxi when he's at his best and is it is when he's running that point. And we all remember during the COVID scare when Tobias was out, Joel was out, man was running the whole offense and he was scoring. So if we want to uh take advantage of everyone's skill set, I think you're best suited having Max coming off the bench on on a good night. Um, we'll get to, you know, buyout options and what else we can bring on
1: a little it's, bit later. It's but also not a negative to thing do. to say. Yeah, like people, no, not at all. Like you might look at it as, like, a negative and say, oh, he, you know, he's Max, going he on the to bench. Max, man. That's not it, especially because Danny Green is going to be on a minute restriction every night. So Danny Green can start the game, hardens your primary ball handler, and then you find a way, even though Doc's terrible at this, but to... to <laughs> Mix the lineups together and mix the ball handlers up together. Staggering um, starters, stag- what? Yeah. like Doc's terrible at it. So it sounds really hard to say, but you know, I don't know.
0: He's got better lines than uh, Mike Yo and the Flyers, man. <laughs> 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 oh man, it's a, it should be interesting. Uh, Kata, uh, what do you what do you think, man? What should we do with uh, with with Tyrese in the starting lineup?
4: I think they need another shooter. Yeah. Whether it's a, a wing guy or. Something to replace Seth Curry, so if you put that instead of Danny Green or Fible, I or like that, um, but Maxi runs the second unit. It's nice; he gives you a nice jolt off the bench. We saw that a little bit in the playoffs last year, and he can just go score it well. And I like that a lot. Where when Harden's on the floor, I'm not sure how much he's going to be able to get the ball.
3: Yeah.
1: I think that's the main point. I don't think he's going to get it a lot at all. He's the fourth. Yeah. He becomes the fourth option instantly. Yeah, and then
3: just to jump in, because, Scotty, I know you definitely have something on this, but, and not to sound rude to Tyrese Maxey, how much do you want him to shoot the ball with those three guys on the court? And that's not a shot at Tyrese Maxey. Oh,
1: like, off ball. I
3: don't know. How no. much do you want him to shoot the ball with those three guys oh. on the court? With James Harden, with Joel Embiid, with Tobias Harris on the court? This was my biggest thing with Ben, was where were the shots with all the guys that were around him? Where are the shots with those three guys and Tyrese Maxey? Where where does that open up? Where do those come from? It, it doesn't come from there. It comes from the second unit. Now, if they can find another bruiser screener like Andre Drummond was, he'll thrive in, off the bench. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. What about you, Scotty? <clears throat> I mean um... – yeah, it, with Doc Rivers, I I just have to think with Doc Rivers. So, How's he yeah, I, I would move Tyrese Maxey to the bench, especially with Doc Rivers, just for the reasons that we've already <laughs> talked about as far as staggering. Um, but I do agree. I, I I think Danny Green, you have to have him in the lineup just because he's a spot-up shooter. I mean, he's probably the best one that we have now, maybe. <laughs> I, don't hold me to that, but um, he, he probably is the best three-point shooter that we have as far as consistency. And then, you know, Thibault, you need him in there for defensive purposes, although I would be open to going back and forth with that, um, depending on the, the matchup, of course. But um, that, you know, looking at Maxi, I think he's a guy that you can plug in anywhere. I think he can do a lot of everything. And I think he's always going to work hard to fit the role that is described for him. Right. It, just like he did this year, he made sure he was ready to shoot. Um, I, I think he's always going to be a player that's just getting better at everything. So you can plug him in wherever. But. Uh, as far as that spark plug off the bench, like Gent said, I, I think that's the ideal role for Maxi right now. And I said it on my pod yesterday, but looking at what's best for Maxi versus what's best for the Sixers right now, like for the Sixers and their chances at a championship, their best bet is Maxi running that second unit off the bench. For Maxie's development, obviously, going forward, it's better for him to start. You're not going to worry about Maxie's development right now because it's not a priority in in reality. So, um, yeah, I'm bringing Maxie off the bench. And I just wanted to comment on the, you know, talking about at the end of games. And it was something that I really like. And maybe I should have realized it earlier, you know, before they matched up with Phoenix the other night. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. As I'm going throughout that game, and obviously the Sixers go up by 10, Sixers go up by 14, I think, at one point. I'm just sitting there thinking if this game is under 10 points in the fourth quarter, Chris Paul is going to organize this Suns team. They're going to make less mistakes. They're going to take less bad shots. And they're going to do more right things on the offensive end. They're going to play good defense. And they're going to win this game because they simply have a guy that can orchestrate the offense. And now look what we have with James Harden. I think we solved that at the end, uh, just like you all have already said. Um, just looking around the team, every great team has that guy that can get the offense organized, make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, um, and really solidify those end of game, uh, you know, situations and scenarios. So I, I'm loving this, man. I, I could go on all day. I'm sure you all could. I mean, I mean, my God, this is unbelievable today.
0: James Harden drops thirty on any team at the Wells Fargo center, and then has to take a quick five minute drive to cheerleaders. I mean, what, what, what else, what else is best
4: cheerleaders too? They already Do said right around the corner. Corey Brewer now. <laughs> you guys remember that when he I shot, I used down. to hate Harden.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. It was, it was hard. uh It was hard to like him. And, uh, they, they did take away his rule. Uh, he used to love the, uh, the step forward and,
1: and get the foul. how many free throws you guys think the sixers are I on know, the average i was just about
3: to say that sixers games are going to be five hours long with these two dudes shooting 60 free throws at night
0: <laughs> easy money hey at least we don't have to worry about Hackaben, right yeah. so I, I guess let me ask you guys on the other perspective here um ben got a lot of crap here in philly he's going into uh probably as equal or a tougher market up in New York, man. And he's got to play with KD. Like, what do you guys see here with Ben
1: and Brooklyn? Is he going to survive this?
4: Um, Nobody cares about Brooklyn basketball. Yeah. So
1: the media will hold it to a higher standard because it is technically New York. Brooklyn's fan base. (laughs) Brooklyn doesn't have fans. um, So they, I don't know what they're, you know, how he's going to deal with that. What I will say is that locker room, should have cameras everywhere, and it needs to turn into a reality TV show. <laughs>
0: a Hard Knocks version of the NBA.
1: Dude, could you imagine, like, what happens when the slightest thing goes wrong? Like, it all, it all sounds perfect, right? Ideally, in this, Ben should fit perfectly in between Kyrie and KD. He won't have to shoot. He can facilitate. They needed a defender. He brings that in size, right? Carries the shooter, blah, blah, blah. Kyrie can't play at home, guys. KD's not playing for X amount of time, right? So is Ben going to be able to? And ben can't isn't playing right away, by the way, either. So by the time they all get together, what's the positioning seating wise? Now they need to win games. Now they need to win to either get in the playoffs or you know not be a playing team. Blah blah blah. And what happens when KD gets tired of two five passing up layups at the end of games? What happens when Kyrie's you know throwing it to you know going crazy you know with one of his conspiracy theories or something and Ben's (laughs) mental state can't take it anymore like it's I I think it's going to be a mess I know people theoretically it sounds great Nets basketball uh, I'm not worried about it to be honest at all To Dylan's point,
0: the Brooklyn Nets currently sitting in 8th place in the Eastern well, Conference with 29 wins, Atlanta with 26 and 10.
1: Mark, I mean I would hope you would make the goddamn playoffs. The is goddamn that, playoffs like is, Wait, is that like is that like the a hoopla we're making no playoffs like you guys <laughs> you guys are just favored Remember the, the Nets shit? made
2: this trade so they can try to make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> and, and like, like the, the thing is, man, hold
1: on, I do I got to shout out getting for a second because through and through through this whole situation, I feel like me and him and even Scotty to an extent, I feel like Scotty was the first wheel to fall off the train when everything was going south between the three of us. And we were three of the last guys to stick around and, and defend Ben. Gint was the last one. Seeing Gint tweet at 2-5 today and call him a hoe was the highlight of my <laughs> effing day. Sure.
3: Hell yeah, respect. Here's, here's my devil's advocate. <laughs> because I, Just because it wouldn't be content without it. We got a lot better today. And the NBA executive thing where it said both teams get a lot better, I think Brooklyn does get a lot better. Sure, I agree. Brooklyn gets deeper. Brooklyn has probably on paper the best starting five in the NBA. If Ben comes back and is what Ben was in Philadelphia. They have two guys on their wings that are probably the most versatile two defenders in the entire NBA. Brooklyn gets good, but like Dylan said, it, it's a shit show there. There's a lot going on. Like yeah, I think to the point,
1: said. like yes, the starting five sounds great. The one dude can't play in seventy five percent of the games.
3: I know, but again, I don't think those fines were brought up out of nowhere. I don't think. I think Brooklyn intends on Kyrie playing at, in home games in the playoffs.
2: And what I was gonna say, like with even like with Drummond, like Drummond is bigger for the Nets as far as acquisition than it is lost for the Sixers. Like they needed somebody with side. I know that he can't do anything with Embiid. You'll go against Giannis. He's not going to be able to do anything there, right? But just having somebody in the paint, they had nobody. They were running LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin at the center position. Like Andre Drummond, like one thing he can do is get boards and, and just be a big body in space, right? So I, I do. I think they got better. Like, obviously, the concerns with Ben, um, they're gonna be there, and they're not gonna go anywhere. The free throw shooting, the the mental, <laughs> you know, block of playoffs and, and pressure, like that's not gonna go away. But I also do feel like if there was one place where he could thrive, passing out of layups, it's gonna be the Warriors, it's and it's gonna be the Nets, so, right? Like,
1: Mark, I, I, I do don't just know. want to give you a second, please. <laughs> That's fine. Please share your thought process on why. I thought there was Brooklyn no Nets fans. Yeah, I, I didn't think so either. But secondly, like here's my be- here's my favorite thing. I did see a few Nets fans pop up on my feet today. And they wanted at eleven A. M. they wanted James Harden the hell out of Brooklyn. <laughs> why? Because he gave up on his team. Ironic, isn't it? So ironic. They want someone <laughs> off their roster that gave up on the team. <laughs> Let me spoon feed you a dude that hasn't played all year because he gave up on his team. Like, guys, I don't think you know what you're getting yourselves into.
0: I really don't think they do. Um, But also, gentlemen, March 10th. Now, I already I know. A club hub and I put this on Twitter. The site actually, cra- I couldn't buy. I, like, I tried to buy tickets. I couldn't. That's how crazy it's going to be.
4: I bought I'm tickets for Friday excited. and it got canceled. What do you mean? Guys? What happened? I, so I, I placed an order for tickets for, for tomorrow's game. And like 25 minutes later, the order got canceled out of nowhere. Damn. Wow. Maybe that person wants their seats. I, I guess run so. It no, I get yeah. like 30 bucks a ticket. And then I go look back on the app and it's 60 bucks a ticket. And I'm like, yeah, he must have like kept the tickets or – they're probably so they're assuming that tomorrow. he's
1: playing, so they want to jack up the price a little I bit. I just yep. checked. I honestly it. don't think he'll be. He's not going to play tomorrow.
2: I just checked yeah, the ticket. Yeah, care. there's no way he's going to play tomorrow. But I just checked the tickets for uh, for that game on Game Time. You can get them on Game Time, but they're. I mean, they're significantly more than the rest. I mean, the going rate is two hundred dollars flat. Well, it's not
0: the fifteen dollars to watch the Clippers.
2: Damn, I was just going to talk Chili
1: here if if we can go if we can all, all get down we'd have to meet up with them. But uh, the next the next highest, highest game
2: the next highest price game is the Cavs on Saturday at seventy one dollars. they probably oh,
3: think wow. he's going to play Saturday.
1: You talk about a drop. That's going to be a fun game. Two hundred bills to wow!
4: Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was paying five dollars a ticket there for a while. Right <laughs> no.
2: That's Shit's going to change. Flyers gonna be the
0: che- cheapest ticket in town again soon ah, enough dude. soon, soon dude. enough. Um, all right. So let's look real quick at some of the other deals because there are some potential buyout options for us. Maybe possibly um, just the big ones. Uh, Porzingis heading to Washington for Dinwiddie and Bertans. I actually kind of like that move for Dallas. Um, the Celtics uh, require Daniel Tice. Um, and so he goes back to, to Boston. And the Rockets do get Dennis uh, Schroeder, Schroeder, Schroeder. I got to get the proper German German (laughs) uh, pronunciation. But he's going to Houston, which that could possibly be a buyout option there. Um, Obviously, one of the big ones was uh, the four-way trade uh, between we had Sacramento, Detroit, uh, Milwaukee and L.A. Uh, The Kings get Dante DiVincenzo which, again, man, I'm so sorry, brother, <laughs> Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles. Uh, the Pistons get Marvin Bagley. The Clippers get Rodney uh, Hood, Semi Ojale, and then the Bucks get Serge Ibaka um, and two second-round picks uh, there. And then Josh Richardson, <laughs> ironically enough, we're talking about Seth Curry. Josh Richardson gets traded to the Spurs for Derek White. We'll see what happens there. Um, and that's pretty uh, uh, Gorgon uh, Dragic to the Spurs for that. You thought that. I did not I didn't even know that young was still kicking in the league, but he's getting <laughs> uh he's getting sent to Toronto. So, uh, San Antonio's getting uh, Gorgon Dragic. Could that be a potential buyout option there? Um there's a couple guys. Obviously Dennis Schröder, um I'm not sure Eric, Bled, Eric Bledsoe get bought, but uh, yeah, there was rumors of that. To.
1: Not yet, supposed but he's supposed to. to apparently.
0: Supposed to. Um just talk about Gorgon Dragic. Is It's Terrence Ross
1: finally going to get bought out? Hopefully. That's a good question, too. That's been I, like eight years running, it feels like. <laughs> Every year at the he's deadline, blood, he's a name. He doesn't get moved. Yeah, all maybe he'll get bought out, and he just stays in Orlando.
2: That's what I said on TikTok earlier. It's like I've been wanting this dude at the deadline for like two to three fucking years. Like He's just instant offense.
4: No. <laughs> do Eric of these- Gordon,
2: he's another guy. I heard John yeah. Wall as well. Maybe he gets bought yeah. out, but do any I, the I don't po- know.
0: Do any of the potential possible buyouts interest you guys for the Sixers and who is it
3: okay, again uh Tristan Thompson jumps off the board for me for sure a bruiser guy that rebounds the ball really well he'll fill that void for the 13 minutes and beats not playing in the playoffs or whatever it's going to be <laughs> um, I think it's gonna be really interesting on what you want and I think it all depends on Doc and what Doc wants to do if Maxi's going to stay in the starting unit you need a, a ball handler to come off the bench you need a Dennis Schroeder you need a Gordon Johnson you need yeah. some name like that uh, also, Eric Gordon jumps off the paper to me as even either way, if Maxi starts or not, I think Eric Gordon's a really good name to have. And then Robert, back up again. I, yeah. I was
1: going to say that. Do you got, do you, again, do you think that plays a factor into it at all? The fact that Maury and Harden are now here. Yeah. I definitely
3: think, yeah. I, I, I haven't heard stories of players not liking Daryl Maury that have played for him, especially those successful Rocket teams. Maybe, I don't know what the Chris Paul I ended up as, but, um, those guys for sure. Robin Lopez, another name I don't mind. There's a a big guy that's gonna bang around. And so
0: you up. want a big another big body in here? Yeah,
3: I mean you need something. Charles Bassey is not the answer. The G League. Ever- Paul Millsap, bro? Oh yeah, and
1: it's by the way, I just found out. Oh no, he tweeted two hours. ago. It's Paul Millsap's birthday.
0: Oh well, happy birthday. <laughs>
3: we'll,
1: we'll go to cheerleaders. <laughs> we'll see when you
3: hey, get, that, but get.
0: Get what's the baby mama drama with Tristan Thompson, man?
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care if you can. That's the only team, thing. He's just toxic, but he fits, fits the role perfectly. Play on my team. So those are the guys I'd take. Other than that, like like <laughs> the, the DJ Augustines, the the primary ball handlers that I don't think we will need. I don't care. Gary Harris was another name that definitely jumped up the paper for me as yeah. well. But we'll see. LA is gonna probably scoop up two of these guys. They have no choice
1: for no reason. Yeah. Why? Because the other nine thousand offseason acquisitions they picked up haven't worked. I know Russell Westbrook's
0: playing like an MVP this year, man. It's...
1: That's
2: the. I mean, that's the thing, though. At least you know with this deal, like the Sixers will be a buyout candidate. Like they'll be a buyout destination. Like previous seasons where we considered the Sixers, you know, maybe contenders. Nobody was coming here because they didn't look at the Sixers that way, right? Like now James Harden looked at Embiid as a guy he can get to a ring with. And now other players are going to look at those two as guys they can get to a ring with. So, um, you know, just talking about the Eric Gordons of the world, I think that makes like too much sense. Um, Obviously, he wasn't traded at the deadline, so he should get bought out. Um, I would love to have him. He's He's that scoring option. He can handle the ball. He doesn't need to. He can play off the ball as well. That's what's nice about Eric Gordon. Um and then Terrence Ross, who Dylan mentioned, he's he's another perfect fit. Spark plug off the bit. Is Mike Scott still in the league? Fuck oh, Mike Scott, Lord. man. Maybe maybe a Mike Mike Mascala, right? Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> no, I do like Robin Lopez as well. Um, if you're not gonna go to the Tristan I did Thompson, see route. A name. Robin Lopez so, is another good route. Section two
1: one five put out an article with a roster spot opened up in James Harden trade. Philadelphia should reunite their new star with his former teammate Daniel House. Thoughts? Hell no. <laughs>
3: I fucking hate Daniel House. How
1: come?
2: I'm just curious.
3: I shouldn't say that. Those rocket, <laughs> those rocket teams like just produce guys that I didn't like. And Harden, Harden was one of those guys. Like I like Gerald Green, like all those guys I just didn't like. So I just think of that. I just think there's also better names. I think you can get someone that's not a side piece, especially if Maxie starts, like you need a guy. Like yeah, a, my a guy that can win you a game three. Uh, when you're on the road down 10 and he gives you a spark and your starters finish it like that type of guy, not a he's going to play to kill the rest of this season and then he's not going to touch the floor again like Corey Brewer, for instance. Yeah.
0: I think I'm with Abe Link here because I, I don't really need, per se, another ball handler, but I need someone more on the wing, preferably with some defense prowess, a little bit at least, and something I like creates more spacing. Fun.
3: Eric Bledsoe is a dog, and I'm down. I
0: think still, yeah. And there's not a lot of, like, it wouldn't be too much expectations to here, like when he was in Milwaukee or even in L.A., I guess. Kentucky but... boy, right? Yeah, Mexico. Learned from really from him. Oh, well, well we, we, first off, we before we move forward, we got to ask, uh, Scotty, can you bring the Duke Scotty in the building here real quick? Because we do need to ask <laughs> him how he's feeling after today. <laughs> he's got the hat right there.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, gotta get hey, guys, how are we doing today?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how are we feeling after Seth's gone, man? Oh, <laughs>
2: man. You know, it, it, it's it bittersweet. Like, obviously, I, I put a tweet out there. Like, I was open to moving Seth, obviously. Like, it, I, I understood he had to be part of the deal. It's somebody that you don't want to give up. And that's the reason that you have to give him up, is because you're going to have to give up players that you don't want to give up in order to get somebody that you want. Um, But, you know, just as far as Seth Curry it coming full circle, um, I loved having this guy on the team. I think he surprised a lot of Sixers fans uh, with a lot that I feel like I knew that he could do Um, just as far as not just being a spot up shooter, but creating off the dribble. That's stuff that he did at Duke. Um, And he was able to kind of translate that from, you know, finally from college to the NBA once he got to the Sixers. And you just have to wonder, you know, is it because of that connection that he had with Doc Rivers? Obviously, that's his son-in-law. Um, you know, did Doc, bring out the man. <laughs> did Doc bring out the most in Seth like he did with Tobias Harris? You you, you never know. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, if, if I'm looking at it from Seth's angle, he's probably pretty bummed out to uh, have to, you know, move to Brooklyn. I, I saw the Jason Maybe. Dumas report that he bought a house in Philly. He was ready to settle his roots. Uh, um, and then I saw the, the joking reason. tweet of, Doc Rivers canceling practice today. Yeah, this thing about his, his grandchildren. That
1: well, Seth can keep stuck. the house, man. It's only right up 95. He can get a little <laughs> yeah, he far. can get a little apartment in Brooklyn or something. It is what it is, though. Two hours it is away. what it is. So JJ, Baxter, JJ
0: was doing that. He was uh, traveling from Brooklyn. What's to up? Chile.
1: What's up kid? Bro, my thing with
3: Seth was the deal he's on. Did he expect to be back after his contract ended up? Right. I thought yeah. he was playing to make a lot more. Now, the thing with Brooklyn is that role goes back to being a spot-up jump shooter. Right. And that would suck for his kind of next contract to be, like, tormented by the lack of touches he's going to get in Brooklyn
1: with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Scotty, Scotty said something that made, me cry, that made me laugh a little bit, though, you know, mentioning, oh, I didn't want to give up, Seth, but, you know, you got to give up. Man, that's something that a, a part of the Sixers fan base doesn't grasp. Um, guys, I don't think you understand, like, to get the best player in a deal – you got to give up more than the other team. You got to give mm-hmm. a little something to entice them. So I don't think, you know, Ben Simmons and Isaiah Joe was going to get this deal done, guys. Like, yeah. the fact, it, it really does make me laugh that people are upset over the two first round draft picks.
0: Uh, that's wild. Oh,
1: my God,
0: bro. 29
1: overall. What are you worried about? Hold on. One of them's in to- five years from now, one of them's in 2027. Oh,
0: so- a lot can happen in five years, though. You know, a lot could Not happen. Lot but now the next year I, I listen, I don't understand why you'd be mad, but a lot could happen. But still, like you said, they're they're draft picks. All right, guys. My what my are we God, trying what to do? What are you
1: gonna get? If- the next TLC out of that draft? Like But if we win <laughs> the
0: championship, what does it matter? Tires- exactly.
1: <laughs> if we're getting drunk on broad, why do you care
0: about a 2027 draft pick? I yeah. won't. <laughs> if they would have if they would have another beer.
3: <laughs> if they would have gotten Miles Turner with those picks, I would have been a little salty. But they didn't. And then also right. so they can have their Ninth grader right now, and we'll keep it moving. Ninth grader <laughs> 2027.
0: God damn Dylan, we're we're an emotional bunch, all right, man. We we just we've been we through so but much. Like, I, break.
1: Dude, I'm with you. I'm I'm a part of the brother and sisterhood here. Well, dude,
3: the thing is, this also did you see the stipulations with the 2027 pick? Even though that doesn't matter, it's on. one through eight protected. Oh so yeah. Then it's one through eight protected the year after, and then it just turns into two million. What the
2: fuck did Mark Gold just
1: say in the comments there? You trade Embiid Harris for Giannis and Middleton. <laughs> nah, I'm, sure, I'm sure Milwaukee will sign up for that one. <laughs>
2: Shout out to Mark, man. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. <laughs> Great question, man. Bringing the said, energy.
1: Well, I'm too. sorry, Mike Scott. He said, "What the fuck did I he don't just say?" Philadelphia.
3: If, if, if let's say Giannis was offered to Philadelphia, I don't think Philadelphia would say yes, and if. If B was offered to Milwaukee, I don't think they'd say yes. I don't yeah. think either either one are so enrooted in it's their It's a good season. way to put it. Yeah, they're just a yeah. good way to put it. When you talk about untouchable, I think to each of those organizations, those guys are untouchable. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: Completely agree. 100%. Completely agree. Uh, all right, guys, uh, that's gonna do it for our uh, deadline show. Um, real quick, uh, going around the panel here, what do we got going on for this week, guys?
1: I ain't got shit going on. Uh, <laughs> Scotty and I have turf talk on Sunday. Uh, we the uh, iron out the details of what time, but obviously a Super Bowl episode. You know, we'll talk a little bit about the championship game performances, and then we'll we'll you know base it all around the Rams and the Bengals. But other than that, uh, the Faithful Fanatics should be brought uh, back Monday or Tuesday of next week. Um, hopefully, we're talking about a James Harden performance or so. But yeah, man, just focusing on DSM media right now. And Scotty, what do you got going on?
2: Uh no, turf talk. Just make sure you tune in on Sunday. Uh what what are we going? One PM or Probably going normal probably. time. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna be oh, I actually have to coordinate with you because I'm gonna be with Parcero on Sunday. So we we need to coordinate for what we're okay. gonna do for that show. Um but we'll we'll definitely be hey, there on Sunday.
0: Us. Um Let's, everyone's welcome. To- we're we're down the shore. You know, we're uh <laughs> we're gonna be throwing rocks at the uh, the Borgata. Um it's gonna be a great time.
2: Yes, sir. So definitely, if you guys are free, come join. But it is DSL um, friendly. Come, come watch Turf Talk. I'm, I'm going to explain to everybody why the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl this year. (laughs) Um, And it isn't Joey Burr, man. He's got the ice. He's got the Cartier shades, but that ain't why they're winning the Super Bowl.
1: (laughs) I look forward to hearing why you're wrong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dylan's already been down this Cincinnati road. You've been down down
0: the road, road,
2: bro.
0: Can I, I, I do want to ask, uh, when does Nova play next? You're, the, you're my Nova guy. You're my Nova connect.
3: Uh, they played two nights ago. They beat St. John's. They probably play Saturday if I had to guess. Oh, uh, Did you
1: guys – did anyone ahead. else know that the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight is at the Wells Fargo Center? Yeah. Is it yes.
2: really well? Yeah. I yes. know that.
3: You
1: might have to pull-up of Nova's in it.
2: Yeah, wait, wait. I'm pulling oh. it up. Duke's going to be in it.
3: <laughs> 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 I think we owe a shout-out to two guys. I Andre think Karolenko and Danny Granger, two guys that refused to play for the Sixers at one point in their career, and I hope they look at this and think, "Damn, I could have at least been rooted in this organization when we win the title this year." It's crazy how far this has come, and today was like, today was almost like the worst. The, the real fans
0: know, Gint. The real yeah, fans know. It's,
3: it's, a, it's like a game
2: a- changing for Philly,
3: Gantt like it's this
2: is what opens up the floods to superstars coming to, to this is district. exactly
3: that's the biggest thing and i was on I a this year where i was like there's never been a guy that was like i want to play with joel mm-hmm. like this is that first guy where now it's like when we trade tobias this offseason it'll be for someone that wanted to play here so we'll see.
4: yeah does this open the floodgates Do we get another real legit superstar too
2: legit superstar kata
0: legit. man you've been busy on tiktok anything else you got planning uh this week
4: uh well, now that you say you're going. You're going to the shore this weekend. I might have to pull up.
0: Oh, do it pull up, brother!
4: Up, brother? My on, going Florida, so I'm free.
2: There we go. Hang out with Matt there. Pull oh, yeah. up. Let's have some brews. <laughs>
0: brews oh, yeah. and brews brigantine. That's 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 how we do it Let's around go. here. Awesome stuff. Of course, you guys can – I'll be recapping every Philly sporting event this week. We got the Sixers. We got those Fly guys as well. It will be a nice little doubleheader on Saturday for me as well. But uh, seriously, guys, thank you so much for everyone that tuned in and listened, watched, commented. Shouts to you, Mark, for (laughs) those great takes on there
2: as well. Definitely. Um, Shout out to Mark Gold. Shout out to the
1: only Brooklyn Nets fan I know. (laughs)
2: Hey, Pastor Rims down there in the comments, he's a Nets fan too. There you go. go. That's why he's asking about them tickets. (laughs) That's my boy awesome stuff guys make sure
0: you guys are subscribed to dsm media make sure you guys are following everyone here on the on this panel as well um until next time ladies and gentlemen we are dsm media and the finals is coming to philly let's go boys